How do you think our lives would change if we actually believed that we are enough just as we are? What do you think would shift if we stopped doubting ourselves and started truly trusting and acting on our instincts? How do you think things would be different if we healed from our fears, insecurities, and shame-based thinking? This podcast, Self-Discovery with me, Jacqueline Steele, is about unplugging from the matrix and getting back to basics. It's about silencing the noise of the world so we can finally hear the sound of our own voices. It's about loving and celebrating who we are just as we are right now in this moment. It's about reconnecting to the deepest parts of ourselves and luring them out of hiding and into the light. I'm going to share stories about my life, lessons learned and earned, and poetry and prose and love drops of inspiration, all aimed at gently luring us out of slumber and into the awakened version of who we really are and who we always have been. Howard Thurman so beautifully wrote, Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive, coming alive. That, my friends, is what self-discovery is all about. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You wear that mask. All right, welcome back. This is episode nine of Self-Discovery. Today's topic is gonna be on aging and chasing youth and trying to shift the conversation that so many of us are having around aging. Um, But before I dive in, I just wanna say, I'm on the ninth episode. I released eight episodes in February. And I wanna thank all of you who are listening. I feel so privileged to be doing this And I want you to know how much I look forward to creating this content and recording it and releasing it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story and I promise I'll relate it back. But when I was in seventh grade, my mom took me to see Cher and live in concert. And during Cher's performance, it was so evident that she loved being on stage. She loved performing. She loved interacting with the crowd. And I want each of you who's listening today, having a cup of tea with me, which I'm definitely doing, um, I want you to know how much I love being here with you and how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen. So I hope that this podcast is making you feel the love that I have for you. Um, As interesting as that sounds, I just, I want you to know how much I appreciate it. Okay. Um, let's see any business stuff that I need to take care of podcast episodes in February. I released two podcast episodes per month per week. And in March, I'm going to drop that down to one podcast episode a week. I'm really trying to find a rhythm here. And in February, I also released 23 different videos. Um, two of which were music videos um, on YouTube, one for my song Mississippi Center and another for my song Didn't Break Me. So check those out if you have a minute, Jacqueline Steele. Um, it's youtube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele and all those videos are in there. Um, but I've been creating so much content online. So, so, so much. Um, you know, 23 videos in 29 days and eight podcast episodes. And while I love doing that, 
At the same time, I know that that's not a sustainable pace for me. I'm still running a branding business and working on music. And so I'm going to please have some patience with me as I experiment and find a rhythm in all of this content creation. So for the month of March, one podcast episode a week on Mondays, it will release at 6 a.m. And if you forget about it, just come find me on social media and there'll be little reminders. Um, Okay. So let's dive into today's topic, which is something that I think about fairly often, and that is aging. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the aging process, and I want to talk about how I want to age, which is mindfully and healthfully and gratefully. There is some adult language in this episode, so if children are around, please be aware. I said in the first episode of this podcast that I think getting older is fucking liberating. And that is true. I absolutely do. But just because I believe that doesn't mean I don't have fears surrounding the process of aging and all that comes with it. I woke up on Thursday, this past Thursday, in the morning at about 4am in a total panic. I was on the tail end of releasing eight podcast episodes and 23 videos in the span of a month including two music videos for songs that I've written. And I woke up with a voice in my head that said, you're getting older. You have to hurry up because there isn't time. And this message immediately got my heart racing and my anxiety seven kinds of flared up. But I've been here a while. I'm 33 years old. And the cool thing about aging and getting to know myself and going through this self-discovery process is that this is not new for me. So I know to look for the signs when anxiety flares up and I recognize what was happening. I breathe deeply and I gently said to myself, we are not doing this today. These messages are not the truth. And I genuinely believe that those messages are not the truth. But I also think that there is a lot of subliminal conditioning around the aging process in our Western culture. I want to share the fear slides that play in my head because I believe that some of them are universal. And then I want to totally flip the script and shift the conversation around aging, especially for women. At the end of the episode, I'll also share some song lyrics to a song that I haven't released yet called Chasing Youth because the poem inside it is an anthem that I continually return to. So let's talk about the fears. Some of these are my personal fears, and some of these are cultural fears that I have just absorbed um, or that I've picked up in conversations that I've had with other people when aging has been a topic of conversation. And I'm just going to go through these. I am going to share 14 of them, but these are not in order of severity. So here they go. Number one, my value decreases as I age. The older I get, the more invisible I become. Number two, I have a career in the arts. I make music and I make videos. What will happen as I age? Will no one want to look at me anymore? Number three, will I look back over my life and be happy with my decisions? Number four, I know my husband says he will, or my wife says she will, but will he or she still find me attractive when my parts are no longer where they once were? Number five, am I wasting my quote glory days pursuing my dreams when I could be in a more secure job saving for retirement? 
Number six, when is the right time to start getting Botox? Should I do it? And what are the long-term biological effects? Number seven, will I have invasive plastic surgery so that I can feel or look younger? Number eight, is there a time that I will cease to be cool? Number nine, is there a time where I will be totally irrelevant and my voice will be silenced? 10, how much of an impact does how I look have on my daily life? Is being attractive to the opposite sex really that important? And in the context of aging, is it really important for me to try and bend over backwards to be attractive to the opposite sex as I age? Number 11, when am I no longer sexy? Is that a physical thing or an attitude thing? Number 12, how many quote good years do I have left? 13, will what I have created matter? 14, will I have made any kind of impact that moves culture forward in a loving way? I think that these fears are normal. All of us want our lives to matter. All of us want to look and feel our best. Mattering and looking and feeling our best are good things. But when they become an obsession, like they so often are in our world, at the expense of our peace and joy, then I think there's a serious problem there. We've normalized chasing youth. We've normalized reaching for 25 when we are 55. And I think culturally we are setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment. Also, as women, the messaging that we've received culturally since youth about our value has been in direct correlation to how much we do for others and how good we look doing it. Somehow the messaging is that we are supposed to look like we are 29 forever. Weight gain is a source of shame because it's so much more than just weight. It's shame over not measuring up or being disciplined enough or whatever enough. The pressure on women to be thin drives us to do crazy and dangerous things like not eat or have risky surgeries or take pills that have unknown side effects. And in my opinion, this is not okay. By all means, I think we should be taking amazing care of ourselves. I think eating well and exercising and being mindful of how you're treating your body on a daily basis is a beautiful thing. But gaining baby weight? Normal. Body changes as you age? Normal. (laughs) Wrinkles setting in on your face and elsewhere? Normal. A couple holiday pounds after celebrating with family and friends? Normal. We have to stop trying to whip ourselves into submission. It's almost like we're afraid of having too much fun. We can go out to dinner, but we can't have the cake. We can go on vacation to Italy, but we shouldn't eat the pasta. We can go to the beach, but we shouldn't take off the cover-up to get in the cool water. As I think about all of this, my own fears and thoughts, cultural conditioning, conversations I've had with other people about aging... I take a step back and go, what the fuck are we doing this for? Why are we obsessing over looking good at the expense of our very well-being when life is happening around us? I have come to this conclusion. It's perceived value. We are afraid we will no longer be deemed valuable to others. And what I mean by that specifically is valuable to the opposite sex. I think we are subliminally trained to believe that what we look like instead of who we really are 
is our ultimate value. And the longer we look good, the longer we will hold that value. I want to slash this ingrained belief to bits. And I'll speak for myself here. But is it really that important for me to appear attractive to others? Is it so important that I will risk my health or well-being or joy to achieve this? And the answer for me is no. I don't want to be yanked from the present moment because an insecurity pops up and I'm afraid my arms look too big in my sleeve. I don't want to go on vacation and be obsessed over what I eat. I don't want a birthday to roll around and I fall into a puddle of tears instead of feeling gratitude over the fact that I'm fucking alive. I'm all for doing things that make you feel good and confident. If you feel like you would feel better after plastic surgery or Botox or a nice anti-aging facial cream, then by all means, there's no judgment for me on that. I just want us to turn inward before we turn to the knife or to any extreme measure. Who are we trying to defy age for? Ourselves or someone else? If it's for someone else, then let's change the narrative. Let's rewrite history and create the kind of future where aging is a privilege and our hearts and minds and spirits are the focus instead of our faces. And if you, like me, have ever struggled with the fear of not having enough time or it, quote, being too late, then I want to remind you of some incredible people who didn't have everything figured out in their 20s. Maya Angelou was a fry cook, a sex worker, a nightclub dancer and performer, a cast member of the opera Porgy and Bess, coordinator of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and journalist in Egypt and Ghana during the decolonization of Africa before she published her first book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, at the age of 41. Julia Child didn't release her first cookbook until she was 50. Vera Wang wanted to be an Olympic figure skater until her dreams were crushed. And then she didn't enter the fashion industry until she was 40. And now she's a household name. Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken didn't franchise until he was 62. Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel Comics, didn't catch his break until he was 40. Susan Boyle was 47 when she went on Britain's Got Talent. Charles Darwin was 50 when he published On the Origin of Species. Laura Ingalls Wilder, the author of Little House on the Prairie, didn't publish her first book until she was 65 years old. Anna Mary Robertson Moses, or Grandma Moses, didn't start painting until she was 78 years old. And in the 1940s, her art was featured on postage stamps. And then in 2016, one of her pieces sold for over a million dollars. Harry Bernstein, who published his memoir, The Invisible Wall, a love story that broke barriers at the age of 96, said that his 90s were the most productive years of his life. And Martha Stewart didn't come on the scene until she was 41 and published her first book, Entertaining. I think you get the idea here. Aging is so often just a construct in our minds. We are so freaking powerful when we really commit to doing something. And ladies, I'm speaking specifically to us right now because I believe that cultural pressure to anti-age is so heavy on us. I want us to think about this. What if we focused our precious time and energy enjoying 
and creating and loving wholeheartedly instead of focusing on what we feel we don't have anymore. And we so often yearn for the past, but was it really that great? Or are we looking at it through rose-colored glasses like we do a failed relationship that still has a little hook in us? And what if, instead of glorifying the past, we focused on making our present so astounding that the past looks like a sweet little postcard that we are happy to place in a memento box in the corner of a closet. I want to wrap up with this poem that I wrote in 2015 called Chasing Youth. I had a birthday late last week. I'm one year older, but I still feel 17. I look at my photo from what feels like yesterday and conclude there's nothing so constant as change. It's an uphill battle and a losing game, an unreachable ideal, an unnecessary race, running to rewind an imaginary clock before it's too late. But there's no shame in accepting the truth. I won't waste my future chasing youth. It's 3 a.m. and I have resolved to love every part of me as I evolve. My value is priceless. I don't come cheap. My real beauty is below the surface, beyond skin deep. It's an uphill battle and a losing game. An unreachable ideal, an unnecessary race. Running to rewind an imaginary clock before it's too late. But there's no shame in accepting the truth. I won't waste my future chasing youth. I am who I am, and that is enough. I can't defy Mother Nature or call her bluff. Another year, I have survived. I am privileged, privileged to be alive. It's an uphill battle and a losing game, an unreachable ideal, an unnecessary race, running to rewind an imaginary clock before it's too late. But there's no shame in accepting the truth. I won't waste my future chasing youth. I won't waste my future chasing youth. I won't waste my future chasing youth. And I want to end by saying this. You are enough just as you are at whatever age you are. You don't need to be anything other than you. And it's never too late to pursue your dream, even in your glorious 90s. You have been listening to the podcast Self-Discovery with me, Jacqueline Steele. For more information or to submit a question, please visit JacquelineSteeleInternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. To contact me directly, please reach out via Instagram at Jacqueline Steele, J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-T-E-E-L-E. And to watch some fun video content that I am sharing, please find me on YouTube at YouTube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. Um, also, if you feel like this podcast is hitting home or encouraging you in any way, please leave me a review. Um, reviews are so important as far as ranking goes and where you show up on podcast lists. And so the more positive rankings that I have, the more likely this podcast is to be heard by others. So if it has touched you in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would 
give me a review and a rating. (sighs) Life gets easier when we know who we are. Go be big today. I'm sending you love and light and peace. And until next time, thank you for listening.